Bozo. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Indigenous Learners Podcast, where every episode I ask asks Indigenous learners from all across Ontario about their lived experiences and educational journeys. I'm your host, Naomi. In today's episode, we are going to be hearing from River Henderson. River is an alumni of Seven Generations Educational Institute. Fort Francis campus. Without further delay, this is River. River and what I've said there is, hello, my relatives. Niga uh, is my spirit name. Um, my name is River in English. I come from the Muskrat clan. Matanjagaming is my First Nation. I work at Seven Generations Education Institute. I'm 23 years old and I'm happy to be here. And thank you for being here. Where are you joining us from today, River? I am in the studio here at Seven Generations, uh, Fort Francis campus. And what program did you take in school? Uh, we took the Adult Anishinaabe Moulin Revitalization Program. How long is that program? It was a program that ran for three years. Um, it started out as a pilot program and we were a part of the first group to graduate from it. Congratulations on taking part in such a big step towards language revitalization. What motivated you to become a student at Seven Generations? I think one of my motivations to get an education here was I just wanted to learn Anishinaabe Moulin. And at that time, it was just a perfect opportunity. And I know you were a student at Seven Generations pre-pandemic. So could you tell us a little bit about what your experience was like? Well, the atmosphere pre-COVID, it was actually very lively. Um, they had all the programs running. School was, you know, up and running. They would have a breakfast program and a lunch program every day for staff and students. It was just a good, positive environment. And we can even, like, smudge in the building. And when you'd walk in the building, it would just smell like sweetgrass or sage. And it's just, like a really welcoming environment. Uh, that sounds so peaceful. How has COVID changed things on campus? There's not a lot of students in, in the school this year. I think everyone comes in on different days, on different time schedules to minimize the amount of people that come in and out of the building. And like every day you have to get screened at the door and answer all the COVID questions and they take your temperature, of course, wearing masks every day. And with this job that we that I just started, we work from home three days out of the week in the office two days, which is really nice. But it's also difficult to find focus when you're at home <laughs> and like that motivation to just like work. But it's a learning experience and happy to have the opportunity. Yeah, the new normal has definitely taken a while for me to adjust to as well. Could you tell us a little bit about some like unexpected opportunities or some work that you've been able to do since mm -hmm. graduation? 
In terms of success, um, last summer it helped me uh, secure a job in my res. It was language related. Has helped me um, secure jobs that are related to what I went to school for, which is awesome. An experience or some experiences that I've had as a student in this language program over the years. Um, it brought upon uh, a couple opportunities for myself and a couple other students. Um, for example, me and Brittany, Brittany and I, we got to, we were invited out to some schools um, in our school district to talk about treaty history and like mostly focusing on treaty three. And that was like a really great experience and um, brought a lot of networking that came along with that too. And that's something that I never would have thought that I would have been doing when I first joined this program is going out to teach and like just spreading and spreading that knowledge. And I actually got to present to my little sister's grade eight class and my old grade three teacher was her teacher. And it's just like so crazy. <laughs> That's definitely a really full circle moment, River. I just want to say miigwech for joining the conversation and for sharing these stories and for your experiences as a student and as a teacher. And I wanted to ask if you have any advice for any Indigenous learners looking to further their education. I would encourage them to look at um, the many positive aspects that come with attending an Indigenous institute. Um, as a youth, you want to feel like you belong somewhere where you feel comfortable um, and where you're surrounded with that those Anishinaabe ways and like philosophies, um, different ways of thinking that, you know, makes you feel like you're part of something bigger and to look at the supports that, you know, they have to offer at their schools. Miigwech for being here and thank you for entering the chat river. That's it for this week's episode of the Indigenous Learners podcast, brought to you by IASK. To learn more about the Indigenous Advanced Education and Skills Council, please visit their website at iaesc.ca or their Facebook page at the Indigenous Advanced Education Skills Council. I'm your host, Naomi, coming to you from unceded Algonquin Territory in Quebec, until next time.